Hi everyone and welcome back to the Get Real Lucille podcast. This is Lucille and today I'm sitting next to Mr. John Felch. Hi there. (laughs) Um, So John Felch is a very, very well-known actor here in Houston and um, before I go over him and, and his accolades, I want to just give a, some brief context. Um, when I was struggling and I was going through my emotional rock bottom, I was just completely numb creatively and I had lost all hope. I, I couldn't draw, I couldn't dance, sing, I couldn't do any sort of fun performing unless I had some kind of substance in me to alter my mood. And it was when I was going through that that time that a friend of mine, Courtney Lamello, told me that I had to get in um, to one of John Felch's acting classes and they were really, really coveted. And um, so I signed up and I took a chance. I didn't know anybody, but um, I was able to get in and that was such a transformative experience for me. I remember just my brain woke up. I literally had this tingling sensation in my brain and my heart and soul. Everything just kind of came back to life. And John just presented the material in such a great way. And so, John, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into acting? Sure, hi. And that makes me feel so good, what you just said. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I grew up in Boston, a uh, working class kid. Uh, I didn't even see a play till I was in high school. And then I was completely on fire. And I started acting in plays in high school and I've been doing it ever since, which still sort of amazes me. Such a blessing. But um, yeah, I went to Williams College undergrad. Then I went to UNC Chapel Hill for graduate school. And that's where I encountered Cicely Berry, who, whose work I model my work on. And she was the long-term voice and speech director for the Royal Shakespeare Company in England and uh, it's very as you experience very physical work and uh, work uh, acting exercises that try to get you out of your head and get the the text whatever that may be and in our case we used a lot of Shakespeare um, to get that in your body and to experience it on a visceral physical level and um, to, you know get you out of your head which is t- tends to be a problem for actors well for all of us on some level so that's the principal thing idea behind that work and so I've been a Houston actor I came to the Alley Theater in 1989 and was there till 2000 when I went to New York for a few years I worked on Broadway off-Broadway I've worked at a, most of the big theaters in America at one point or another and I've had the blessing to work with a lot of very amazing artists and to to, uh, you know, Edward Albee, Tony Kushner, uh, Vanessa Redgrave, Rip Torn, on and on and on. Just, it's been a really rich existence. Okay, and I see that you got um, the Houston Press Best Actor Award in 2000 and also in 1995. Right. What have been some of your favorite roles? Those Those two roles, which was in 95, Angels in America, when I played Prior Walter, it was certainly one peak experience for me. It was an amazing production and one of the most important plays of the late 20th century. And um, Henry and the Real Thing, a Tom Stopper play, which I don't know, was a role that really uh, suited me uh, perfectly at the time and it taught me a lot. I-, I love when plays alter the way I 
look at the universe and the and help me to discover things emotionally about myself that I might not have been fully aware of, you know? So those two were very special. Atticus in mm-hmm. To Kill a Mockingbird I did here and two other places in America. So I've played him three times and that's been an incredible experience because everyone identifies with Atticus mm-hmm. and Scout and the story of To Kill a Mockingbird. So, mm-hmm. um, And I've, I've just played Salieri and Amadeus and... Uh, oh, just a whole bunch of amazing roles. And in the last year, I've been doing a lot of brand new plays, which to me is particularly exciting. And um, I've worked at uh, various Houston theaters now, Fourth Wall, Rec Room, Main Street, um, Stages. And right now I'm at 80 Players doing Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Mm-hmm. And that runs until when? So we can uh, check till, you out? Till this coming Sunday, so... We've only got a few days left. Everyone get in and see it fast. Yes. (laughs) Um, So in this show, we talk about overcoming solutions or overcoming struggles and finding the solution. Are you open to telling us one thing that you've had to recover from? Oh, yeah. I'm certainly open about it. And uh, you and I share this. And uh, uh, we know each other in that context as well, which is really great. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I um, am in recovery. I'm... uh, going to AA and have for several years uh, it has transformed my life I had a I, I got to a really bad place with my my alcohol consumption with my uh, drinking it was related in part to troubles at uh, the uh, alley theater which have since been resolved but um, it was also due to the breakup of my marriage uh, mm-hmm. my coming out as a gay man and a whole slew of things that happened all kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started with AA and I, um, I'm a, a devoted member of the community and the fellowship and I, uh, I go to a lot of meetings at Lambda Center and elsewhere in town and it has really been, it's been a crucial, it's been life-saving mm-hmm. and soul-saving. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a very dark, confused place, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling like I'm living the best part of my life right now. That's awesome. So one thing I've always wondered about actors, because in the program and in recovery, we're, we're on this quest to live an authentic life. How mm-hmm. do you maintain your authenticity wearing these masks and playing these roles? That's a great question. Um, I find that the, that the, my clarity now in sobriety is is a, a real boon to my acting because I, I'm paying closer attention. I'm more in the moment mm. uh, in, in my day-to-day life, and that includes in my work as an actor. And, and the ideal state for an actor is to be in the moment, is to be really attentive to what's going on around you and to, to listen, listen well. And even though I think I have been, over the years, a better and better actor, I would say that in sobriety, I am... Uh, I'm doing the best work I've ever done. Mm. And yeah, the, the whole idea of authenticity is interesting, isn't it? Because yes, I'm assuming a character when I'm acting and, uh, and pretending. But uh, I find that the more important aspect of acting and telling stories is, is authenticity, is, is uh, being true being absolute, as true as one can possibly be to the story and the moment. And, um, 
and that's easier to do when you're sober or, or when you're not hung over, which right. was the case for many, many years. Mm-hmm. What about ego? I mean, when you're getting all these accolades and you're performing in front of all these people, how do you not let your ego get to Yeah, you? that's also a great question because <laughs> part of the program, of course, is humility. A mm-hmm. very crucial element is remaining humble and teachable and, mm-hmm. and open. And yeah, it's a trick. it can be tricky because... Um, you performing is you know getting up on the stage in front of hundreds of people requires some ego you know mm-hmm. some confidence and uh, I try very diligently to not let that ego run away with me um, and that's why uh, the meetings and the fellowship are so crucial to me to, to keep me in a place where I am humble and teachable and mm-hmm. open and not trying to run anything. There's a real fun passage in the big book about mm-hmm. the actor trying to direct the show, mm-hmm. and that was me yeah. for years. And uh, I do not do that anymore. I, I don't control what anyone else is doing. If I catch myself doing that, then I have to you mm-hmm. know, check in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, you know, it can be tricky. You need to have confidence to perform. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely have confidence, and I'm confident that you're a really, really exquisite actor. And so just for our audience members out there, what is one piece of advice you could give them for the, those that are struggling to really harness their creative passion? I would say, you know, take small steps and don't, I mean, you, you don't feel like you have to hurl yourself into something. Um, you know, take a class, uh, be it acting, be it dance, um, uh, or, you know, private lessons. Uh, there are some really gifted teachers around town. But, you know, journaling, I find, mm-hmm. is great. It helps to open up your heart and your, and your mind and get you more in touch with your, what your goals might be, your aspirations. I think everyone has creativity in them. And I think a lot of us had it squashed in some way mm-hmm. when we were young. Um, all it took was one judgmental comment from mm-hmm. someone to, to, to make us think we weren't capable of creativity and I, I I strongly disagree with that I think it's a it's a, a, a one of the sort of divine human traits isn't it that we want to create things we want to nurture and create and so I mean I would say you know if you like you know drawing just start doing that on a small scale um, write down your thoughts and think and, uh, and, you know, maybe you can discover something that you haven't even thought you might do. I mean, learning an instrument, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing that, and, you know, cool. I'm Which 61. Piano. Cool. Well, I've always wanted to play. And, you know, yes, I'm old, but, <laughs> but it's, you're still capable of learning. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, one of the great gifts for me of sobriety is, is it... When the clouds all lifted, I was like, oh, I can redefine, you know, redefine myself. I can explore things that I've never explored before. And that's been just so liberating, mm. you know, just fantastic. So, I mean, there's plenty of things I'm not good at, and I do some of those too, mm-hmm. you know. And that keeps me, helps keep me in the humble place, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like anything, it's a muscle if you start doing it on a daily basis in some way or other, you will get better and better and feel more, I don't know, fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Wow, I think this has been my 
one of my favorite interviews. I really, really appreciate you coming over here. We're sitting here next to my cat. He loves John too. Ernie. Ernie. Um, so how can we, before we go, how can our audience find you? And you're going to be in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner at AD Players Theater um, until this Sunday. What about, how can they take some classes with you? Right, so um, you can reach me uh, on Facebook. I'm John Franklin Felch on Facebook. And uh, I teach at Kim Tobin Acting Studio. So you can go to that website. Um, and I teach privately, but you can, you can reach me on Facebook and, um, and, uh, or at Kim Tobin Acting Studio. Okay, great. Yeah, and I highly recommend you take one of his classes for all those that are trying to find their creativity again. Well, thank you so much. Oh, gosh. Thank, thank you, you, John. Um, and you guys just check back for more episodes. Get Real Lucille. And check me out at getreallucille.com. Thanks and have a great day. Bye.